Alright, hello everybody and welcome back to Lane's Locker Room. Today is another On The Level special and I am joined by DPMMFC defender Charlie Clough. I think to get this started, you should give everyone a quick introduction and a breakdown of what it's like playing for DPMMFC. Um, what it's like? Um, obviously the weather out here is different to England, so it's very hot. Um, you know, it's average 28 to 30 degrees. So it's different in that type of way, but the clubs run very professionally. It's like run like an English club. The schedule is sort of the same as the English club as, as we have an English manager. So he's brought in sort of like the English side of things, um, um, like schedule, training times, you know, and how long we train for. So, yeah, it's, it's quite normal, but obviously it's a different climate. It's a different culture. You're playing with different style of players because the football is different out here compared to England. Um, just because of the physicality and, you know, the they're good runners out here, um, but obviously not as physical as England and stuff. So, yeah, no, it's, it's different, but um, I've adapted really well to it, I think. Um, this is my third year now. Um, so, yeah, I've adapted really well and, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's probably one of the best decisions I've made in my career. Um, nice. That's, to, that's what I was going to say. Um, away. Were you were you were you happy once you made the decision once you'd settled in over there? Do you think it was the right choice? Yeah, at the yeah, time in your yeah, career? yeah. No, it's, it's it's something I always wanted to do playing abroad. Um, always wanted to do it. Um, didn't know when, but it was the time was perfect. Um, when it come up, um, and yeah, not look back. And it's just it's, I've had a really good time. Obviously, um, we won the league in two thousand and nineteen, which topped it off. Like my first year out here, we were champion of the Singapore League. Um. And obviously, COVID last year sort of ruined the season. So, but yeah, no, hundred percent. It was really good decision to come out here. Um, I'm glad I took the risk, and uh, I'd like to say it's paid off. That's alright then. I was going to say, um, with COVID, has it affected you quite a lot over there? With obviously with football being cancelled, and I'm assuming you haven't been able to come home. Is it has that affected you quite a bit? Yeah. So. We played one game last year, a year ago, like in March, start of March. That was our last game. Um, so we played one game, start of the league. And then that's when COVID lockdowns come in a week after that. So they called off the game. And obviously our away games are in Singapore. So we have to fly to Singapore from Brunei, which is an hour and a half flight. And obviously then the away teams have to come to us for home games. Yeah. So it's sort of the, the travel restrictions is tricky for us because we have to travel everywhere, you know? Um, so yeah, so it just yeah, it messed up last year. They they voided the season last year, well we did, and but they finished it off in Singapore. We just stepped out and they've done the same this year. Um, they couldn't come to any agreements with the government, I think, and the restrictions. So we're not playing in it this year either. Um but we are playing in the local Brunei Super League. Um I don't know really know what the stand is like. I don't know. Uh, not really watched it. Um so yeah, but at least we're playing football, you know, it could have been a worse situation somewhere else. Um still enjoying it training hard and you know in this nice weather so I can't complain really. I was going to say it must have been gutting obviously because you were defending champions so you haven't been given the chance to defend it then yeah exactly yeah so yeah it was it was it was yeah it was, it was a sort of a you know when you're a footballer you want to play football it's like any job you want to do your profession um, so yeah it's not great just training all the time with nothing to aim for or like, you know, build up to prepare for. So yeah, it was tough mentally and physically last year. Um, cause there were stop starts, you know, and there was chance of us maybe rejoining the league chance of us not. So there was like ups and downs. So yeah, it was tough all year. Um, but hopefully this year we 
we're definitely playing Brunei League. Um, and obviously, if we win that as well, we get the AFC qualification, which is for next year. So then we play in like we get to qualify in the Asian Champions League, which mm-hmm. is something that I've wanted to play in. Um, so, you know, you're in a bigger shot window. You're playing teams all around Asia. Um, so that's pretty good standard. And, you know, travel to some decent places. So, um, yeah, things are looking up. Um, so hopefully, fingers crossed, we can get back playing, win the league. And then I can put Brunei Super League on my CV as well as Singapore Champions on my CV. So, you know. Not, That's the positives I'm taking. Not out not of it. bad, is it? So, what was no. it? What was it that made you choose Brunei? Obviously, I know. I guess the manager was a factor because obviously he was your manager back here. Um, was he yeah. a big factor in you going over there? Yeah, well, he rang me when he got the job here. He rang me and said, "Like, would I fancy coming out?" And uh, obviously, like I said before, it was something that I've always wanted to do. I was at Sutton at the time playing National League, which I played National League, League Two. You know, I played the lower leagues and nothing changes, you know, it's all the same. So I wanted something new, I think. I wanted something new, sort of environment, a new challenge, something to like sink my teeth into and get back into it, you know, because I think I was just just going through the motions in England. Like, you know, I played that level for the last 10 years. So, I, you know, I know it. And so, like I said, it's the same. Um, so I, yeah, I wanted the challenge. Uh, so yeah, he, he asked me to come out here, but I had to come out and trial. Like in Asia, it's sort of a thing where you, they get a load of trialists, and then they got to come and trial. And then like the manager um, usually has it has has his say, and okay. you know, everybody, all the management have their say. It's sort of like an Asian thing to do, unless you played Premier League, you know, or you're a well-known name, you don't have to trial. Um, so yeah, I come out, but. Sutton would only let me come for five days. Like the trialists usually come for like two, three weeks. So I come up for five days because I had to be back to play on the following weekend. Yeah. So I played, I played like away on the sun, Saturday, sorry. Flew to Brunei on the Monday, flew back on the Thursday and then played weekend again. Wow. So I come out here, played one trial game. Yeah. And the, so our chairman is the crown prince of Brunei. So he, he watched the game. He makes the decisions really. And he saw me and one again said, yeah, he, he wants me. So I uh, had to figure out going back to England to sort out, you know, coming back out here. Wow. Sorting out with Sutton. So I had, I had 18 months left on my contract with Sutton. So I had to try and sort stuff out with them. Um, but yeah, like the manager of Sutton, he was really good. And he, he said, like, it's a big opportunity for you to go and do something that you want to do. It's something different. Like, you know, opportunities like this don't come up, you know, and, and it might not ever come up again. So... Yeah, so it was perfect. Timing was timing was good. Fair enough. Do you, do you see yourself coming back to England ever to play, or do you see yourself finishing your career? No, out there? no. I don't. I don't. I don't want to play back in England again. Um, I've enjoyed it too much out here. Um, I like the lifestyle out here. So yeah, I, I think I could play out here for the next. I'm 30 now, so I was 30 last year. So 31 this year. I reckon I could play out here 35, 36 for sure. Um, um, the, the game's different here. It's a lot slower because of the heat. Yeah. So you can't press. It's not like England. You press, 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 and you know, and it's frantic, frantic, long ball, bang, like backwards and forwards. It, it's not like that, um, and it, it couldn't be like that here because you wouldn't be able to last ninety minutes. So it's a lot slower. It's a lot more tactical. You know, they, a lot of teams play out from the back. It's a lot more passing, possession. So yeah, I think I could. I've looked after myself, you know, and with the heat is good for you as well because muscle injury wise, you're not getting as many muscle injuries and you know and stuff like that because your body's already warm because yeah. the heat. You're not you're not coming out at 
zero degrees in winter in England on a Tuesday night at Barrow, you know, it's it's different. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's uh, I'd like to play out here. Yeah, I'd like you said I'd like to finish my career for sure out here. Oh, nice. I mean, you um you mentioned about winning the um Singapore Premier League. Would you say that's like your favourite? moment ever in your career or is there anything further back when you near where you started um, yeah obviously that was my I've been near at like Sutton Forest Green like winning the title um, playoffs I've been in two playoffs three playoffs um, one playoff final so obviously that was a highlight playing at Wembley you know any guy who likes football growing up that's their dream to play at Wembley yeah. so playing at Wembley yeah was was Obviously, with my family there and stuff, it's unbelievable, that achievement. Um, but yeah, Singapore, of course, like coming out here, new culture, it's a challenge. It's new. You come out here, it's a new place, it's a new environment. And I think, yeah, I hit the ground running straight away. And I think what helped is that I got on well with the team, you know, the locals. I think they've had problems before where, look, where the import players have come in and they've sort of not gelled, you know, Yeah, yeah that um, makes different sense. cultures and stuff like that. Like I fit right in with them, right? So I think that helps massively. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, it's definitely up there. Obviously, Wembley's up there, making my debut for Bristol Rovers at 17, you know, that was there. So there's a few things, but yeah, Singapore, definitely. It's obviously, it's my first championship, so. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, it's going to be at the top, yeah. You've, had a, you've already had a really decent long career. Like you said, you made your debut at 17. So that's 13 years you've been playing at a yeah, really yeah. good standard. I mean, there's not much higher you can go, really. There's not many people make it all the way to the Premier League. More people no, just no, get no. put into the, the, the English Football League. And then, I mean, going abroad, not many people can say they've played in the, over in Brunei. I mean, that's, that's one exactly, good yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. So what I want to do now is, although I love it here and I know that I'm liked here, um, I know that the, the Crown Prince, the management, I know that they they respect me as like a player. They 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 like me as a player. My commitment, the way I am, um, helping the locals as well. Um, but I would like to play in a couple other countries you now out here, and you know, just for the life experience. It's not just all about football now. Like I've got to a certain age. And you do hit a certain age where you, you want to experience different things. Um, and it isn't all about football. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to play in maybe Thailand, you know, Malaysia, and just try out different places, you know. So, hopefully, something can come up. Um, but at the moment, yeah, I'm happy here, really happy here. It's a nice country. It's a very respectful country, clean, safe, you know. Um, they haven't had a COVID case here, in a local case for like, over 300 days. Wow. Um, so you. yeah, it's safe here. You know, you know, everything's open. You know, yeah. so it, but it, obviously it's a Muslim country, so there's no there's no pubs. You know, there's no drinking, there's no bars. You know, and it's like a big coffee culture here. So I'm, I'm having about twenty five coffees a day. Um, so yeah, no, but it's it's just nice. It's I'm obviously from I'm from Taunton, Somerset, which is quite a quiet countryside place. So it's sort of like similar, and that's probably why I like it here. I'm not really a big city guy. Like when I lived, when I played for Barnet, I lived in London. I didn't like it. Um, yeah. I didn't like it at all. Um, so yeah, no, I, I do really like it here. And my my partner lives in Singapore, so I met her. She's Singaporean. Um, so she's on about moving over here in the second half of the year. 
So it feels like sort of settling down, you know, and it's, it's it's a nice feeling to like, and it obviously helps out with football, you know, when you settle down off the pitch, it helps on the pitch, you know. So yeah, wait and see what happens. Um, like I said, win the Brunei League this year, and then assess things under the season. Yeah, I mean, it'd be pretty decent if you do get into the like the Asian Champions League. I mean, that probably that'll be near enough one of your career highlights, I guess, if you got into that. Yeah. That would be really good, yeah. You know, you and you, if you have a good run in that, you're playing teams. You know, you're playing A League teams. You're playing teams from China. So, you know, you travel away games to China. You know, and it's just experience different things playing in front of like you know a Chinese crowd. Like if it's a full stadium or whatever, you know, it's something that I've never experienced, and I, you know, it'd be amazing to experience that. Yeah. Do you um? Seeing you said it's quite quiet over there, and there's obviously. Different to England, but you said like it's quite at the same time. Do you do you do too, do you do much in like your downtime over there? I don't really know everything. Obviously, what much yeah, goes the over there. Downtimes, but... Yeah, downtimes. Yeah, downtimes. It's just it's just so chilled here. You know, uh, like I said, I I go and have a coffee. There's cafes everywhere. I've got a few friends here. I've met a few people. So I've been here three years. So yeah, I go for coffee. I go to the gym. You know, swimming. Um, obviously, it's rainforest. It's Borneo basically. So it's rainforest. So you go hiking there's some unbelievable hikes here you know monkeys jumping around you and stuff like wow. that um so yeah you go for hikes and just yeah it's just you know sort of an out it's, it's definitely an outdoor place you go out and but obviously there's only so much of that you can do so yeah when i'm downtime i'm i've bought a ps4 out of me this year so i've been playing warzone yeah so i've been warzone war zoning it up in the evenings with like my mates back home and stuff so yeah it's i keep myself busy um you know, if I'm, I'm gymming as well, I look after myself, like I said, in the like swimming for recovery, gym, you know, weight, strength training. Um, so, yeah, I keep myself busy. Nice. If we move, like, back to the football side of things now, um, yeah. why did you want to become a footballer? What was the main reason? I don't know. Well, I, I never thought I would become a football, footballer. So my what I was going to do, I was going to join the Royal Marines okay. when I left school. Uh, my dad was a Marine, so like, I was brought up on that sort of culture, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, that's what I wanted to do. I, I wanted, as soon as I left school, I was going to join up, um, do the training. Um, but then when I hit a certain age, I sort of like, I hit like 14, 15, and I was bigger than everyone else in my age group. So like, I was standing out with football wise physically and then people started recognizing me, you know? Um, so then I had a trial with Bristol Rovers at 15, 14, 15. I thought my age group went up, played, scored two goals on my debut was when I was centre midfield. Um, yeah. And I signed there. And obviously when I, I literally played with my age group for a couple of months and then they moved me up straight away. So I was playing a year up. Then I hit 15 and I was playing under 18s. So they were like moving me up, like yeah. fast tracking me forward because physically I was able to deal with it. Um, so yeah, it helped me out big time. Um, you know, and then when I when I left school, they said to me they want to sign me pro. Um, they didn't want me to do the scholarship or like the the YT. They wanted to me go straight in with the first team. Um, but my dad, when we negotiated, my dad said that like he wanted me to have an education. So they said on Wednesdays your day off, and Thursdays we give you off. You can do college. So I went to a college back home in Taunton, um, had a special arrangement with them to come in two days a week. 
So did a Wednesday and Thursday, so I had to go college whilst playing for Rovers. So it, it, was, yeah, it was a good balance. Probably wasted time going to college because I didn't really learn anything. Yeah. Um, you know, when you, you're young, you're 17, 18 years old and you're a professional footballer for Bristol Rovers in League One, you're going into college, you don't really want to do any work, do you? No, I mean, um, I'm, so. I'm presuming like you were, don't know if you had any mates that made it football-wise when you're from Taunton or do you have any mates that went um, high up with you? No, not really. Not not really from Taunton. No, there's a few like local players. You know, like Lloyd Irish played for. He went, I think, in Charlwood Yeovil, but he never played pro like for Western and you know stuff like that. Yeah, playing for Taunton Town now. But yeah, not many. I don't really know any that obviously made it. Obviously, Keith Moore I know, but he's not from Taunton. Yeah, um, he's he's from uh, where's he from? Torquay, that sort of way. But yeah, no, not really from Taunton. Not really from Taunton. I'm assuming you never looked back. As soon as you hit that pro contract with Rovers, did you ever? Did you ever look back at all? Um, no, no. You know, is I, I well, I look back now. As you get older, you look back and you think like, what's what happened like over the years and stuff. But it's gone so fast. And like when I was a 17, like older players, you know, older coaches that have had careers, they used to say like, listen, enjoy it because it will be gone before you know it. And you're like thinking, well, if I'm going to play till I'm like 34, I've still got like 17 years left. It's a long time. But honestly, it's it's flown by. I'm 30 years old now. You know, it feels like yesterday I was like back with Rovers. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's literally just flown by. And it does it does fly by. Um, you know, um, when, once you're in that routine of playing and stuff, training, and just time goes so quick. You know, and they say when you hit Christmas in the season, you hit Christmas. After Christmas, it flies. The season, the rest of the season is done. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, time has flown. So I do look back, and you know, I regret some things. I look back and think, yeah, I could have done that better, done this better. But overall, I'm happy with what's what I've done, and you know, things happen for a reason, and I might not be here now. You know, yeah. enjoying life. Obviously, I've, I've met my partner. You know, so I might not be here now, enjoying life enjoying my life, living a good lifestyle out here, if something else was different in the in the past, you know. So, no, I, I'm not, I don't look back too much. Um, I always try to look forward and, you know, it's, I think that's the best way to be. If you, um, you said you were brought up in like a military sort of family with your dad, did you have many yeah. like football idols when you were growing up? Did you actually look up to people and think, oh, I want to be like him? Yes, yeah, Steven Gerrard, Beckham. Um, obviously, I was a midfielder. When I was younger, I was, yeah. a I, was a goal, I was a goal-scoring midfielder. I used to play like in behind the striker. So I used to like score quite a few goals. And then obviously as I got older, I filled out more. My shoulders got bigger, you know. Um, probably couldn't move as much. Um, so, yeah, well, I think Paul Trollop at Rovers, he played me at centre-half and I did really well. Because I'm, I'm strong in the air, you know. So for centre-half, that's a big positive. Um so yeah, so he converted me to centre half, and I've always been. And I had little stints up front with Sutton and Dorchester. Um, but yeah, um, I think for sure. Yeah, what, what was the question again? I forgot. Like your idol, you said Gerard and Gerard and Beckham. Yeah, yeah, Gerard. Yeah, Gerard. Growing up, yeah, Gerard, and then you know Beckham. Just because I used to get forward, you know, and yeah. the crosses he used to put in, you know, I used to like get onto the end of crosses. Um, but yeah, Gerard. I think people from my era have like Gerard, you know, like 
Skulls, Lampard. I was more Gerrard because I hate United. So. <laughs> I'm a United fan. <laughs> so yeah, it'd be Skulls for me. <laughs> I'm Burnley fan. Oh, wow, okay. I, any any affiliation with Burnley with family or is it just... Yeah, my dad's from Burnley. Yeah, so my dad's side of the family all from Burnley. So that was my first ever game when I was like 18 months when I watched Burnley. I think they were in like League 2 or 1 then, I think. Yeah. So yeah, they've done well. Been a success story there, really, for the size of the club and like the size of the place. It's unbelievable, really, what they've done. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, the other thing was, who's the best manager you ever worked under? Because obviously, you've got history of your manager you're with now. Because it's like your second, is it your second yeah. club? You're with him now, is that right? Second time, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was with him when I was, he bought me for, from for Forest Green from Sutton when I was like, 24, I think. So I worked with him for about a year and a half, I think, there. Um, yeah, yeah. obviously, he, he's got the best out of me. I've done well at Forest Green. Um, obviously, we've won the Singapore League out here. So, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed playing for him. He's, he's very chilled. He's not a, like a full-on manager. He's not like a Gary Johnson where he's going to bite your face off if you do something wrong. You know, yeah. he's, he's quite calm, chilled. Um, but I, when I was younger, obviously, like, I grew up with, like, Paul Trollope and Lenny Lawrence at Rovers. Like Paul Trollope was really good, like very good. Like he was so organised. So he'd have his whole week planned out at the start of the week with numbers and that. And like he used to, see, I think he used to drop down when he was a player for Fulham. When what was the manager down here? I think he's called Tiga. Is he called Tiga or something like that? Oh, back in the day and he used to copy down his sessions and he used to do some of his sessions so he was really planned and really like thorough and detail wow. uh, which was good so obviously growing up you know I learned a lot um, from that um, so it helped me out big time um, but yeah him Follett for sure was up there you know he was so organised it was enjoyable obviously Adrian Penn I've played well for him Mark Cooper at Forest Green I've done well for him um, and then at Barnet, I didn't really enjoy my time at Barnet. I had so many managers. Um, yeah. I had Martin Allen at one point. I had Graham Wesley at one point. Um, I had about eight managers in the space of two years. Wow. Cool. Yeah, I didn't enjoy my time. I didn't enjoy my time there at all. Um, like I said before, I didn't enjoy living in London. Yeah. Um, well, it's so different. Uh, it's so different from living in a town to move into the, yeah, of course, yeah. the most of course. busiest city in the Stupid. country. It's just so different. Yeah. I, and that's one thing I regret, you know, maybe, not regret, but maybe I look back and could have done things differently um, when I went there. So, yeah, that's something that I do look back on. Um, but like I said, things don't happen. If, if that something different would have happened, I might not be here now. So, yeah. just take it with a pinch of salt, really. So, you've played for quite a few clubs. Who's the like the best best player you've ever played alongside from the start to now? Ricky Lambert, Bristol Rovers, I made my debut. He was on the pitch with me when I made my debut. Yeah. Um, Chris Lines had a good career at Bristol Rovers. You know, um, Kiefer Moore, I played with Kiefer Moore. Ethan Pinnock, yeah. I was sent up. Ethan Pinnock has gone to, he's at Brentford now. Um, he's doing really well. Yeah, so I, I played with a few decent players. Um, Nicky Bailey, who was at the end of his career at Sutton. He's had a great career, you know, Mid- Middlesbrough, Charlton. Craig Eastman's decent at Sutton. So, yeah, there were some good players. Yeah. Um, really good players. It's funny you mentioned Ricky Lambert uh, because 
another guy I interviewed, um, Steve Phillips, used to be the goalkeeper at Rovers. He also, oh, yeah, I was there with Steve. Yeah, he also Steve. said that Ricky Lambert was one of the best players he played with as well. Yeah, his finishing was unbelievable. Obviously, finishing was, he went on to play for England. Was a joke. So. Yeah, his finishing was unbelievable. Also, I wasn't there that long with him. I think it was about a year and a bit. But Rick, Richard Walker for Bristol Rovers, his finishing, like he would, he would never finish. He would never miss. Like his finishing was a joke. Wow. And he wouldn't smash the he wouldn't smash the ball. He just passed it in every time in the corners. He couldn't get near the keepers. Couldn't get near it. But yeah, Ricky Lambert. Obviously, like he said he went on to have a good career. Liverpool, Southampton. But yeah, he was a good player. He's a good, really nice guy. He's a really humble guy, scouser. Yeah, love love Liverpool. I guess he was just he must have been over the moon when he finally yeah, played did. for them. Yeah, yeah. it's his childhood club. He was, he was never going to turn that down, was he? Is there any like proper underrated footballers you've played with that people have like, like under the radar sort of players? Yeah, I played with some. Yeah, definitely. Um... You know, there was what that have gone on to do that have gone on to do big things, or yeah, not really. so like players that when you were when you played with them were like just floating under the radar. And now they have gone on big time. Like you did say, like Ricky Lambert, Ethan Pinnock, they've obviously yeah, they've gone Ethan quite Pinnock, high. Keith, Keith is at Cardiff, you know. Um, Tom Nichols, I was he come, he was at Exeter. He come on loan to Dorchester. He's at Crawley now, I think. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, players like that, definitely, you'd say Ricky Lambert, definitely. He, he went on to play for England, which is the pinnacle. Um, Keith is doing well. Ethan's doing well. Um, who else did I play with? Yeah, they're the main ones, really. Anyone, anyone at Forest Green or Sutton or Barnet? Was anyone? Sutton, yeah, Sutton. We had, Sutton, we had quite a, like an older squad, you know, a bit more experienced squad where players have sort of had their career well not yeah. had their career but you know they they probably go up one more league you know to league two um, you know Craig Eastman played for Arsenal in the Champions League didn't he I think I think so I think he did yeah, yeah he played for Arsenal in the Champions League you know Wayne Brown was there I was at Rovers and Wayne Brown he's at Sutton now he was there he's played in like the A-League in Sweden played for Fulham against United made his debut against Man United in the Premier League wow. um yeah, I've played with some players that have had, like you know, you know, got some unbelievable experiences with them, and yeah, it's it's been good to play with them because you learn a lot. You know, you you learn even at thirty years old, you learn, you're still learning. So yeah, it's it's been good, but I'd say they're the main ones, the ones that have pushed on. Definitely, I mean, being a defender, you must have played against some like really good strikers as well. Who's the who's the hardest player yeah, you've, um, you've played against? Andre Gray was good. Andrego oh, was really good. His yeah. pace, his movement, and his movement and pace was ridiculous. At Luton, so he was at Luton. Yeah, he's really good. Um, I was on the bench. I was went on loan to Telford when I was younger, like eighteen, nineteen, and Bar. I was on the bench. Vardy played for Fleetwood. Oh yeah, was it Fleetwood. Oh yeah, he played for Fleetwood did, against yeah. Telford, and he was unbelievable. Even though I wasn't playing from the sideline. So fast, it was a joke. And the, another, he just tap it and run. To, another player who's gone on to make yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. He just tap it and run. Um, 
But yeah, I'd say Andre Gray was definitely up there. Like his movement, like it'd spin off you, and so hard to defend. If you've got a good midfielder and he's got time on the ball, he just pick him out every time. So he is tough. You know, the faster players with movement, they're the ones that, that I find the worst, like the hardest to play against. I don't mind a big, big brute up top to yeah. have a wrestle with. I don't mind that because then you know the team are probably going to go a little bit longer, which I prefer because I like to win my headers and stuff. The ones that spin in behind and then they're in behind, you they're know, gone. and I'm running back towards my goal. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what I don't really like. Were you were you glad that you um were transitioned from a forward to a defender? As it, as um, it... yeah, obviously you want to score goals and that because you get the plaudits. The defenders don't really get the plaudits, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do like I, I love defending now. You know, I like blocking shots, sticking my head in, and you know heading brick walls and stuff like that. Um, that's that's sort of what I get described as, you know, as as, a, as an old fashioned centre half, which is not very, you know, they're not they're not there's not many of them around anymore. No, not at um, all. <clears throat> but I, I like to think I can play as well. Like when Forest Green Mark Cooper come in, he, he brought in like a possession style football and I adapted really well to that, which I didn't think I would. Um, but even he said it and like six months down the line, he was like, you're the one who's adapted the best to it. Um, um, so, yeah, so, yeah, no, I think moving from, uh, I'm not really, like you said, I've not looked back. Defending yeah. is like what I am really now. It's, that's what I'm classed as. So, obviously, when I was younger, when I was, when you're younger, you have more enthusiasm, more energy. So, I could run. But as you fill out and get bigger, it's harder to run around. Yeah. Um. Do you still follow any of your any of your clubs back here? Do you still? Yeah, yeah, do yeah I follow them. I always follow Forest Green. I follow Forest Green, Sutton. Um, I like. I look at the Rovers score. I look at the Barnet score. Um, yeah, so you always look at teams. You know, I don't follow them. Follow them in depth. You know, I just you know on a Saturday. I well, I'm eight hours ahead here, so it's usually Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, I I look at the uh, scores and stuff in the mornings and that. Um, pay attention to the leagues I've played in and stuff. Just to see how they're all getting on, I guess, because obviously like you said, yeah, you still yeah, got, you still got mates on, back yeah, and, here, just players, so. and just players that I've played with, you know, I check up on them, even if they're at another club, like the ones that I still keep in touch with, I, I check up on their results and stuff. Nice. I mean, just coming to an end now, what, what advice would you give to the next generation of footballers? If you could say any like yeah. any line of encouragement, cliche. you want a cliche? You want a cliche? Yeah, go on then. Chuck me a cliche. A cliche, I'd say, which is important, is hard work beats talent for sure. And I'd like to say I'm an example with that. Like, I wasn't the most talented, but I worked hard. Um, and I'm now in Brunei, living a nice lifestyle. You know, so yeah. hard work does beat talent. You could have the talent, but you don't work hard. It's no use, you know. Um, so yeah, working hard, always work harder, always work harder than the other player, the next player. Um, I'd, I'd say, and take your opportunity. And if opportunities don't arise in England, there's always opportunities abroad. There's opportunities somewhere. Um, it's just um, having the patience to seek it. Um, I was looking to play abroad for two, three years. I was contacting agents, you know, and all of a sudden this just come up. So I guess just be positive and, you know, if, if there's no opportunities in England, try abroad. Because um, 
it's just as good. Uh, you know, you live a different lifestyle when you see the world, whatever you, what you want to do. Um, so yeah, that, that would be my advice for sure. Oh, cheers. That's brilliant. Um, I think that's it for today, everyone. Thank you for coming, Charlie. It's been class having you on. Really, really good. Nice to like see the difference between England and Brunei and what it's like for you, different cultures and that. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed. I'll be back at the same time next week.